请我们暂时站立。And please remain standing. 啊，在领受圣餐之前。And prior to receiving the holy communion.我们接着默祷来纪念主的死。And let us remember the death of our Lord through our prayers.我们思想主耶稣啊，为我们受苦受害。And that we can meditate upon the pain and the suffering of our Lord Jesus on the cross.他被钉在十字架来啊的情景要活化在眼前。and so let us again imagine the scenario of the crucifixion on the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ in our mind. So that we can once again experience the deep love of our Lord. So let's all pray in silence. Amen. Please be seated. And so, once again, we would like to review the teachings of the Holy Communion Sacrament. Let's all turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23。我当日传给你们的原是从主领受的，就是主耶稣被卖的那一夜，拿起饼来，注谢了就拨开说：“这是我的身体，为的是纪念我。”你们每逢喝的时候要如此行，为的是纪念我。你们每逢吃着饼喝着杯，是表明主的死，只等到他来。所以无论何人不按不按理吃主的饼和主的杯，就是干犯主的身主的血了。人应当自己省察，然后吃着饼喝着杯，因为人吃喝若不分辨是主
So Paul says that I don't um, compliment you. Because you did not receive any benefit at all from the Holy Communion. But rather you are being at fault. Why is that so? Because there is division and dissension among the Corinthian church. And also they have gathered into different parties. And so the church is the body of Christ, yet it is divided into so many different parts. And also when they receive the Holy Communion, the rich cannot bear up the poor. And the rich members, they are fully fed. And they neglected the hunger of the poor. And some of them uh, become even drunken. So that is why Paul says over here that you are belittling the church of God. That the Holy Communion is so important. Yet, this is a kind of attitude that they bear before the cup. And that is why many of them are at fault. So therefore today, for our church, we need to look at the Corinthian church as a reminder. And we must obey the commandment of the Lord. So once again, we want to meditate upon the truth of the Holy Communion Sacrament. Because the Holy Communion is instituted by the Lord Himself. And look, um, 22 verse 14, it says, Because on the day when the Lord Jesus was betrayed, and through the Passover meal, during that opportunity, that's when He instituted the Lord's Supper. So the Lord, he took up the bread, he took up the cup, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to the disciples for them to receive. And so Lord Jesus, he promised that when you receive it in this manner, and it is to remember me. So the first purpose of the Holy Communion is to remember the Lord's death. The Bible never teaches us to remember the birthday of Christ, but rather to teach us to remember the death of the Lord. That is why for the Holy Communion, we must remember the death of the Lord. And to remember it is because lest we forget. Because we are really in conflict. And when people give us some grace, we easily forget. When others mistreat us, we will remember them forever. So of course, this is not the way we will treat other people. And also, we cannot forget the blessings of the Lord. And that is to say, the Lord, He died for us. So therefore, we need not die, but receive eternal life. 
And such a kind of grace is so amazing. And we can never ever forget it for the rest of our lives. And to show our concrete love for the Lord is to receive the Holy Communion. And to remember the death of the Lord. And also we must proclaim the death of the Lord. To preach the gospel. So when we preach the gospel, we must preach that our Lord has resurrected from death. And that when we rely upon Him, in future we will also resurrect. And the second purpose of the Holy Communion is to have a part with the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16, over here, this passage, Paul, he encourages us that when we bless the bread and the cup, that is to say, when we come together to receive the cup and the bread, we are receiving the blood. And the body of Christ. And over here, to receive it together, it means fellowship. And that is, we are interconnected in our lives. And so, through receiving the Holy Communion, so that we can have a part with the Lord. And it also shows that we are all. Of one body. Because the church is the body of Christ. And the church and the body of Christ is only one. And also within the Lord, we must be united with one heart. So no matter the number of the congregation, we only use one bread. Because we all partake of the same bread. And that we can be connected back to the Lord. However, the Corinthian church, they cannot be united. Because they have dissension, they have division. Yes, they may be very gifted. But they are not of one accord. And so they have a lot of inner strife. So you, if you do have inner strife within the church, so you cannot even stop the bleeding of the church. How can you even pioneer the gospel outward? So if you continue the disunity in this way, and that you cannot bear up the heart of Christ within the church, then of course you're leaving the chance for Satan to work in the church. Then the church will collapse and be divided. Then the devil is the one who, is, who gains the victory. 
So therefore, we must have this spiritual eyesight to see into the devil's work. So that is why during the Holy Communion Sacrament, once again, we'll remind ourselves that since we are connected with the Lord, so can the different members of the body be separate? Because all of us, we are all connected to the one body of Christ. And that the church is connected to Christ, the head of the church. Then can it become a complete one whole body? So the Lord Jesus says that I am the true vine. That you are the branches. And if, and if the branches were to depart from the main vine, what use is it? There's no life in it anymore. And when the, dry, the branches will dry up, and then it will be burnt in the fire. So that is why, once again, during the Holy Communion, let all of our hearts be united together. We have so many members in the church. Yes, we have many opinions and many perspectives. But since we all are members of the same church, and we must be likened to what Paul says, so let us not pursue after vain glory, and that we must deem others better than ourselves, and to have a heart of humility to serve one another. Then our God will be with us. And the third purpose of the Holy Communion is to receive the bread of life. Let's turn to John chapter 6, verse 33. John 6, 33. 35 在你们里面，吃我肉和我血的人就有永生，在末日我要叫他复活。我的肉真是可吃的，我的血真是可喝的。吃我肉和我血的人，常在我里面，我也常在他里面。啊，这是主耶稣应许他是生命的粮。so over here, this is the promise of Lord Jesus that He is the bread of life. And it is to nourish our soul and our spiritual life. That is why Lord Jesus Christ, He promised. And for all those who come to Him, we shall never go hungry. And for those who believe in Him, we shall never be thirsty. Because Lord Jesus Christ, He is the living bread that comes from above. 
And all those who partake of this bread, they will live forever. So if we do not partake of the of the blood and flesh of the Lord, then we have no life within us. But those who partake of the flesh and the blood of the Lord, they will inherit eternal life. And on the last day, God will raise us up. Because indeed, we can partake the flesh of the Lord. And we can also partake of the blood of the Lord. And all those who partake of the flesh and the blood of the Lord, they will dwell in the Lord forever. And the Lord will also dwell within us. So we and so therefore we cannot neglect the partaking of the Holy Communion for no good reason because for those of us who want to inherit eternal life we must make full use of every opportunity whenever there's a sacrament we must partake and that we have already announced the, the day of the Holy Communion Sacrament many months ago. So therefore, we all look forward to this day. So it shows that we are all eager to receive this spiritual blessing. And the Holy Communion Sacrament is very important. And so we cannot receive it casually. And we must heed the warning of the Corinthian church. That is to say, we must um, judge ourselves. And that is to say, we must receive it according to the worthy manner of the Lord. So praise and thank God in the true Jesus church. That we obey the teachings of the Bible. And that we receive the Holy Communion in the worthy manner. And that the sacred workers, they use the grape juice and also the unleavened bread. And then so they are being created, the ingredients are made into the Holy Communion. Communion. That is what the Bible says. And because East, it represents sin and evil. So therefore, when we conduct the Holy Communion, we cannot put East. And we can only use the whole unleavened bread. This is recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 7 and verse 8. And also in Matthew 16, 5 to 13. So over here, Lord Jesus Christ, he reminded the disciples to to warn against the East of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So Lord Jesus, he used 
East to represent all the wrong teachings. So that is why Lord Jesus warned us to, um, to beware of the East, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That is to beware of the wrong doctrines. And during the generation of Christ, so the Jewish um, sects are divided into the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And there are also many other sects. So when the Lord points out the wrong teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, so the Lord Jesus taught the disciples that you must beware of their wrong doctrines. And for the Pharisees, they are hypocrites. So they pay lip service, but they don't carry out in actions. But however, for the Sadducees, they don't believe in resurrection. And also, there are many other wrong teachings. So therefore, today, when we conduct the Holy Communion Sacrament, we must use the whole unleavened bread. So we are likened to the Israelites observing the Passover for seven days of unleavened bread. That is to say, the church must purge all sins that are present. And the church must also preach the good news, the true gospel. So the church, we use the whole unleavened bread. And it shows that we obey the teachings of the Lord. And to conduct it in a worthy manner. And that is, we must also share the mysteries of the sacrament. So even though, yes, there is a mysterious element behind the sacrament, but for us, we have the abidance of the Holy Spirit in our church. This is not a mystery to us. Because later on, when we give thanksgiving, this physical um, grape juice and the physical unleavened bread, and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and it will be spiritualized into the flesh and blood of Christ. So this is not a symbolism, and it's not a chemistry um, process, but rather it happens in the spirit. It is spiritualized into the flesh and blood of Christ. So indeed, this is the doctrine of teaching that other churches cannot understand. So in order to receive it in a worthy manner, we must also examine ourselves. So for our true seeker friends, you have not yet been baptized into the true Jesus Church. So today, please refrain from receiving. And so we welcome you to join us, and in the future, when you are baptized into the true Jesus Church, 
then we invite you to join us to receive the sacrament. And so for the members who have already received the water baptism, but however, if you have committed mortal sins, so let us also not receive. And in the past, um, there is a, a regulation and which is um, pretty much the same today. What is the definition of mortal sin? And that is to worship the idols and to commit um, adultery and also to um, rebel against the church. And also recently in Taiwan, um, through the confirmation of the ministers and the sacred workers, and they have laid down an even clearer explanation of the definition of mortal sin. But of course, this is not the legal law. But rather, this is to allow the church to receive the sacrament in a worthy manner. And so they even added the addendum for those who have committed mortal sin. They, what kind of guidance should they receive from the church to lead their lives? And so, of course, you should receive um, the, right, um, the right treatment. So first step, you must repent of your own sins. Yes, you have committed wrong, but you are willing to repent. Then yes, you can come to attend the church services, and you do your own part. And so don't go after um, all the um, other sacred work where you need to have a leadership role. And also do not persist in receiving the sacrament. Because receiving the Holy Communion Sacrament is for our benefit. But yet, however, if you are not worthy and still you persist in receiving, it will cause harm upon you. Of course, majority of us members, we all have our weaknesses because we carry flesh in this world. Very often we have transgressions but, and commit sins that does not lead to death. So we still need to repent and ask for the forgiveness of our Lord. And we must also take that step forward be determined not to commit the same sin again. Because when we rely upon the Lord, we will definitely depart from the sin. It is for sure. That is our faith. And it's also our willpower. So when we receive the flesh and the blood of Christ, we must also receive it in faith. 
要分辨这是主的身体主的血。Verse and when we receive the Holy Communion Sacrament, we must make the determination to live for Christ. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. Corinthians so over here this passage let us understand that we must let the love of Christ constrain us and that we must judge and we must ponder because Christ died for all then all of us died and because Christ died for us, no longer do we need to die. And for those of us who have escaped this death penalty, we must go on to live for the Lord. Because no longer do our body belong to ourselves. Because God has paid a high price for us. So no longer should we allow our body to sin no more. But rather we must use our body to glorify the name of God. Just like what Paul says that for me to live is Christ. And when I die, I will gain. So therefore, Paul's life was completely turned around for, for the sake of Christ. That is why Paul understood that after he is chosen by the Lord, his entire life now belongs to the Lord. So Paul asked the Lord, who are you? And then the Lord replied to him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And then later on, Paul says, Oh Lord, what should I do? And Lord was sent him to become the apostle of the Gentiles. So that is when his life has made a major turning point. And the mission that he has now received from the Lord for his life. So every one of us, we must ask God this question. Oh Lord, who are you? Do we not know the Lord? That the Lord, he is the Savior who has died for us. He has already died for us. And that we have already been resurrected. So that, so that now we live this life, we must 
give over the authority of our life over to the hands of God. So that is why, really, we do not have any life plan or life goal for because, because indeed, our life goal or life plan, we should ask God, God, what do you want me to do? But very often, we will still carry out our own plans in life. But however, how, which part of our life plan belongs to the Lord? Perhaps in the past, yes, we may be determined to live for Christ. But yet we are carrying it out according to our own will. Yes, we may have offered or donated many things. And yes, we may have performed many sacred works. And so, yes, we told the Lord, these are all for your sake. And that I have given my all. And I have utilized all of my possessions and my belongings. So, oh Lord, you must receive because I've done it for your sake. But however, have you first asked of the Lord? Because the Bible says that when God has chosen us, we are becoming His work. So since we are His work, we must first ask and inquire of Him. Oh Lord, what do you want me to do? Not the other way around. Oh Lord, this is what I think I want to do for you. We often say that, yes, God will give his calling for us. Of course, we are not likened to the prophets of old where God speaks to them directly. And we are not likened to the disciples or the apostles who are directly, personally chosen by the Lord. And we are not likened to the apostle Paul who received the voice of calling from the Lord directly. But yes, we can pray. And we can pray for a long time. Then God will definitely show you a very obvious path to walk on. Some youth came and asked the preacher. They gave the question, how do you know that you want to commit yourself to become a full-time preacher? Did you hear from the Lord Jesus telling you so? It seems like me becoming a preacher. I am the one who is emotional over this matter. Of course, when the youth came to ask this question, they came with good intention. Because they are also trying to ponder over this question, what does the Lord want them to do? So the preacher will share their own personal experience with them. That originally I didn't intend to become a preacher. And I also um, believe that that is the reason so. I wanted to walk on my own path. God also gave me the chance. But yet I was happy for nothing. And then God took it back again. And then another voice told me. 
that you must walk on the path as a preacher. And this voice is a voice out of the void. And through what the circumstance was happening to me, I could clearly understand that the Lord Jesus, He has grabbed me back. So therefore, for all of us, brothers and sisters, we must understand the calling of our Lord. And for other churches, they call it revelations. And so they call it visions, but we, this is not what we are pointing to. Because many of us, we do not behold visions in our lives. But yet, when God is calling out to you, He will make you clearly see. First, the question is, does the church need this role? And the church needs all kinds of different sacred workers. And the church needs it all the time. Second point, does the church give me opportunity? Does the church assign me the duty? That means the church is giving me the opportunity to serve. And then the third is, am I willing to do my part? And so if these three criteria all fall in line together, that is the calling of God. So if the third point, the third criteria, if you're not sure whether indeed the calling is from God, then put it in prayer. So if one day is not enough, extend your prayer to one month and to one year. In the end, the Lord will let you clearly see. What kind of path should you walk on? And then next, we must, we must change ourselves. There's the wife of a theological student. And her husband has already entered into theological school, the seminary, for, and studied for several months. But yet, the wife is still complaining away in her heart. And then at that time, um, the husband um, did not have any mobile phone, so therefore he has to use his coins um, for the landline in order to comfort his wife. And so that is why in those days, um, the theological seminary in the evening, you'll find there's a long line waiting for the landline. Because every theological student, they all desire to call home. So this student was in the line. And so we all let him go first. Because we all know that he has a deeper need compared to us. Because he needed more time to communicate with his wife at that time. So the wife, it is not really that she was reluctant for the husband to be a student at the school. She just didn't want to give her support. And 
And so when the um, when the theological school gave them the paper, the husband put the seal, and when the wife put the seal of approval, it doesn't mean that she just approved. Because putting on the seal it for the theological school, it means that there are two levels. First, you don't you approve, you don't reject. And then the second is not only do you not reject, you fully support your husband. Then that is how you come you have that complete sacrifice and offering together. So the wife of this theological student, she belonged to the first category. Sure, okay, you want to go to the theological school? Go ahead. But my heart, I am not happy. So therefore, for this theological student, yes, he may be in the seminary, but it's a great test Can he continue this walk of becoming a full-time preacher? So we all understood his um his um struggle. So of course there is all kinds of homework for all the different theological students. So for the homework of this um theological student, it belongs um to this challenge. But praise and thank God after a period of time. He does not need to spend too much time on the phone anymore. So now his heart is very steadfast. Because his wife, now she has turned around to fully support her husband. So why is there this great um, change? So the wife of um, so the wife of the preacher, she gave the testimony. That was one night. And that evening there was an evening service. But however, this preacher's wife, she saw outside it started to rain. And then she still need to take care of her little ones. And she still also need to take care of her elderly parents. So within her heart, she thinks that forget it, I'm not going to go to church tonight. But yet within her heart, the Holy Spirit keeps stirring up in her. And she felt the nudging of the Spirit, you must go for the service tonight, you have to go. So thank God she did not destroy the, um, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So she obeyed and she went to the church. When she entered into the chapel, um, the service hasn't started. But the preacher has already written the topic on the board. So this preacher's wife, entering the chapel before the service even began, she saw the title on the board, and tears came down her eyes right away. She says, I know. I know. So she understands why is it that during this period of time, I keep complaining away. So no longer would I want to complain anymore. So what is this title that gave her such a great um, turnaround power? 
so the title says to change yourself. Because she refused to change herself, she was very stubborn in insisting her own will. So she was complaining of the fact that to her husband, why don't you tell me that you want to be a, become a preacher before we get married and tell me after we got married? So that was the, the point that she was being stubborn about. So during that whole period of time, she lost her joy and her peace. So now she understood the point she must change herself. To face the reality. Because now her husband is already in the theological seminary and already studying for a couple of months. So why are you still struggling away and trying to be so stubborn? Then you are only ending up torturing yourself.况且先生进神学院，这是好事啊，这是美事啊。And also, uh, the uh, and also the fact that your husband now is a theological student, that itself is such a wonderful grace. If this is the will of God for your husband to become a preacher, why are you not happy? Praise and thank God. She was willing to change herself. So from that point on, her life completely turned around. And so now this preacher um, almost, um, is almost retiring. So when you recall back and look back, the path is full of grace from God. So that is why it let us understand, yes, all of us, we have our own thoughts. But we must look at the needs of the church. Many churches need many workers. Yes, we also may experience stress in our life. But yet our Lord Jesus tells us that we must be content when we have food and clothing. And to first pursue after the kingdom and the righteousness of God. And of course, our Lord, He won't just stop at the limitation of food and clothing. And He will add upon them and add to us over and above beyond what we need. And that we also have this heart of contentment. And because godliness and contentment is the greatest gain of all. And that we can put off our whole life for the service of the Lord. And that we can be used by God. And it's according to the will of the Lord that he used us as his instrument. Then this will be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. So praise and thank God, all of us, we have this heart of devotion to return His grace. And these few days, um, I've, been, um, I've heard the sharing of how some of the um, elderly members shared about the building of the church. From, 
So from um, from um, nothing to having a focal point and then to a church. Uh, and then now we can also branch out another church. Uh, and other than how the elders, how they depend on God and walk this whole path. And of course, when we talk about immigrated members going to a foreign country, they must go through uh, many pains. And in order to build up a church, we will definitely face many hindrances and also obstacles. But however, we must understand this point. Where is the Holy Spirit working? So the establishment of the true Jesus Church in the various locations, it all depends on the work of the Holy Spirit. So we just need to work alongside with the Holy Spirit and to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill the, the present time. So of course, on one hand, we give thanks to God, but on the other hand, we must continue forward. Because we are all in the end times, we are facing many challenges ahead of us. And so we must recall our very first love. Because the world, the trends of the world is changing very fast. And then the environment is shrinking. But yet the word of the Lord will not be in bondage. Because never ever will the Lord will the word of the Lord be in bondage. And that is to say, before we before the word of the Lord is being bonded, let our heart be set free. Yes, many places, many problems. Because our heart is in bondage. And the Lord Jesus wants to set us free and get liberty, but yet we want to bind ourselves. So if you find that you cannot get out of this cage, and that you are being entangled with all these struggles, so please allow the Lord to disentangle for you. How do you disentangle yourself? So just take a step back. So when you take a step back, the whole sky is bright for you. There was a suddenly elderly lady. She apologized to her daughter-in-law. Because her son um, is does not treat the daughter-in-law well. And there's always arguments between the two spouses. This, we are talking about a church family. And it's just that the daughter-in-law has yet to come to, the, to believe in the Lord. But yet, the daughter-in-law, she is a good person, just that she has not believed in the Lord yet. But however, it is um, the fault lies in the husband. Um, he has not come for church services for some time. 啊, 所以啊, 
so he's very short-tempered. 常常跟太太吵架, always, always argue with his wife. 太太总, so at first, um, the wife, she just suffered in silence. 直到有一天啊, until one day, she can no longer endure. 太太在跟先生吵架之后, 她行李就打包好, so after the, they have a, a heated argument, the wife was ready to just pick up her luggage and go. 啊, 我嫁你这个丈夫, 干脆我离, 我离开了, 不要, 不要再跟你在一起. And then she says, what's the point of me marrying you to become my husband? There's no point at all. I'm going to get out of this marriage. 这时候婆婆出来, so at this point in time, the mother-in-law came out and apologized and said sorry to the daughter-in-law. 对不起啦,我们这样对待你实在是很不好. And then she said, we are so sorry, this is not the way to treat you. 我代替我儿子跟你道歉。On behalf of my son, I'm saying sorry to you. 我们是信主的家庭,怎么可以这样呢? That we are a church family, Christian family, how can we um, be in this way? 请你不要走。so please do not leave this family. That this evening we have evangelical service at the church. Please come to the church along with me. And so whatever grievances you have within your heart, tell them to Jesus. And whatever man cannot um, resolve, God will resolve it for us. And so the daughter-in-law, she was very touched that she received such a gentle, gentle um, treatment from the mother-in-law. So indeed, that night she came to the church. And when we're praying for spiritual blessing, she was the first one to step um, in front because she has so much grievances harboring in her heart. And she couldn't even think about it. She just poured it out in her tears. And she cried out so loud. And then we saw this, um, this um, lady. How come she kept crying? She wasn't even praying. Then we told her that um, you need to pray. Then she prayed. And then when she began to pray, she was very touched. And then her body began to vibrate. 啊, 但是就是舌头没有跳动, but uh, her tongue is not rolling yet. 啊, so when we look at her, we, we think that she is being, um, 啊, the Holy Spirit is moving her. So after the service is over, we um, had a conversation 啊, with her. And she felt that the Lord Jesus is listening to her grievances. So we encourage her to continue to come to the church. So the first night she was deeply touched. The second night she was also very touched. And then the third night as well. And the fourth day she received the Holy Spirit. She began to speak in tongues. And she was so joyous. So at first she was going to leave the family. And then she told the um, council members, I want to become I want to get baptized. And so she has completely turned around. And it is because the mother-in-law is willing to say sorry. And brought her before the face of Jesus. And so the Lord Jesus comforted her. 
And after the baptism is over, the husband also repented, and so both the couple came to the church together and served God zealously. They also brought their children to the church to receive um, religious education. So now the whole family is within the Lord. And it's so beautiful, this picture. So no longer does she want to leave her family anymore. And then the children grow up in the Lord. And that they also receive very good education and have very good jobs. So initially, the family is almost at the brink of brokenness. It all because the mother-in-law is willing to lower and humble herself. To apologize and say sorry to her daughter-in-law. So that's how the love of Christ enter into this family. And that the love of Christ comfort this lady who was suffering. And then the love of Christ also stir up this um, the husband who was who was cold in faith. It's all because of the love of Christ. So this concludes our sermon at this point. So now we are going to give thanks. And so this is the unleavened bread before you. And so we only have one um, piece of bread. So let's all now kneel down and give thanks for the bread. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give thanks. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we praise and thank you because your love abides with us and that you have guided the entire week of evangelical services of the Vancouver Church. And your grace abides with us. And that last week we have five newly added members who are baptized into your name. Oh Lord, you have also guided many true seekers before you. And some of us have received the Holy Spirit. And that brothers and sisters, they are also very zealous in attending the services. Oh Lord, we praise and thank you for your guidance. And that all of us now, we kneel before you, O Lord. And we pray for your Holy Spirit to be showered upon us. And O Lord, please spiritualize the unleavened bread into your flesh. So that after all of us have partaken of your flesh, 
That according to your promise, 有主的灵的生命在我们里面。That your life will dwell within us. 我们也在你里面。And that we will also be found in you. 主啊，你真是爱我们。Oh Lord, you truly love us. 因为你如同一粒麦子。Because you are likened to a grain of wheat. 啊，掉到土里。That have gone into the soil. 啊，死了才能够长出许多的籽粒来。And that after you have died. Many wheat will grow up. Ah, you 破碎你的身体 Because you have broken up your body. Ah, 为我们开启这一条又新又活的道路 That you have opened up this new path for us. 主啊，你的爱是何等的广阔高深 And oh Lord, how deep and how wide and how long is your love? 恳求主看到我们的软弱 Oh Lord, please look over our weaknesses. 我们要如同保罗一样 We want to be likened to Paul. 何时软弱就何时靠主刚强 That whenever we are weak. We become strong in you, O Lord. Because your power is found complete and perfect in our weaknesses. 主啊，我们有很多无奈的事情。And O、oh、Lord, yes, there are many things that we is beyond our control. 但是我们要靠主得胜。But we want to rely upon you to gain victory. 啊，我们尽本分为主效劳。And that we exert our duty and do our part. 我们知道你的圣灵和真理继续在带领着我们。And we believe that your Holy Spirit and your truth continue to guide us. 啊，恳求主继续保守我们。And O、oh、Lord, we pray for you to watch and preserve us. 让我们能够从实从实信心来往前走。So that we can continue to walk in this path with faith. 感谢主。We praise and thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And we invite the preacher and the ministers for the breaking of the bread. We will sing Psalm 48. And for the congregation, please sing hymn 48. We now are going to give thanks for the grape juice. This is the fresh grape juice. So this is the fresh grape juice um, before you. So, so let's all kneel down and give thanks. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give thanks. We give thanks to you, O Lord. That you have complete the salvation for us on the cross. That your body is broken for us. That your precious blood is shed. And that your blood become the fountain of cleansing for our sins. Oh Lord, you deeply love us. That when we are all sinners, you have already died for us. And that is how you manifest your love for us. And oh Lord, may your Holy Spirit be showered upon us. And may your Holy Spirit spiritualize this great juice into your precious blood. So that according to your promise, so that all of us can partake. And once again, we can remember the covenant, the new covenant that you have established with us. And oh Lord, since the time of antiquity, 
that you have already laid down the salvation plan for us. And when the time is fulfilled, you have come into this world to preach the gospel of the heavenly kingdom and to complete the salvation on the cross and that you ascend to heaven and shower down the Holy Spirit to establish the first church and that in the end times through the church of the latter reign to establish the church that truly saves and O Lord you have chosen us it is not coincidental. But rather, you have already predestined all this in Christ before the creation of time. And, O oh Lord, how deep and wide and long is your love. And since antiquity, you are the God who obeys and your, the commandments that you have set. That you are committed to the commitment, commit uh, the covenant that you have laid down with us. But yet we are often very weak and we are on the brink of breaking the covenant. We often forget your grace, O Lord. And we often live for our for our own selves. Oh Lord, please help us out to help all the brothers and sisters in Vancouver Church that once again before your face, oh Lord, we can again become determined. From this point on, we will love you even more. And that at the end of the day, we will love you completely. And, O oh Lord, please empower us with spiritual strength. Because we still have a long path ahead of us. We still need to look for many little lost sheep. And we still need to preach the gospel to many of our family, relatives, and friends. And we need to pastor the little lambs in the church. And oh Lord, we have much work ahead of us. And oh Lord, please empower us with our spiritual strength. So that after this spiritual convocation is over, that we can become more united. And that we can once again be renewed in strength. And that we can do beautiful work for you, O Lord. And that we can fight beautiful battles in your name, O Lord. And may all the glory and honor and praise be given unto you, O Lord. And Lord, may you shower down your peace and grace upon us. And that it will bless every one of us. From now till forevermore. Amen. Amen. And we invite the preacher and the ministers um, for the cup. Uh, 
for the congregation, let's continue to sing hymn 76, verse 4. So we have completed the Holy Communion Sacrament, thank God. And let us um, look at um, the Book of Acts as a mutual reminder. And let's turn to Acts 15, verse 28 to 29. 28节, 我有几件事是不可少的，就是禁戒祭偶像的物和血，并勒死的牲畜和奸淫。这几件你们若能自己禁戒不犯，就好了。愿你们平安。啊，这里提醒我们。So over here, these verses reminded us，我们要遵守啊这些条规啊。That we must observe all these teachings。当然，我们要遵守十条诫命。and of course, we must observe the Ten Commandments. And um, the Ten Commandments also included um, a, a sexual immorality over here. And other than the Ten Commandments, over here it says things offered to idols to abstain from. And things that offered to idols are offered to the demons. And if we partake or if we eat of the food offered to the idols, then we are having a part with the feast of the devil. Then we have a part with the evil one. And we have just partaken of the feast of the Lord. So therefore we must abstain from food offered to idols. We cannot eat blood. And we cannot eat creatures that are strangled because their blood has not been released. God, God allowed us to eat the meat of animals, but He does not allow us to eat their blood. Because blood is used for sacrifice. And we must abstain from sexual immorality. And for um, members who are single before married, you must maintain your purity. And before you become married, you cannot do the actions of marriage. And we must keep ourselves pure until the day we get married. To receive the blessings from the Lord. And for members who are married, you cannot divorce. The Bible, Lord Jesus said, unless for reasons of adultery, you cannot divorce. And of course, um, in reality, we will see couples in quarrel. But we encourage couples, husband and wife, to be united with one heart. Because what God has put together, let not man put asunder. In the beginning, when God instituted marriage, one man, one woman, one husband, one wife. 
So therefore, we must be devoted to our spouse, one person for the rest of our lives. Because husband and wife, you will inherit the blessings of life together. That is why husband and wife, you need to respect each other and love each other. And to also bear one another. That is the life of one body. And whatever problems or issues in life, we must use the teaching of the truth to help us. And Paul, he encouraged the Corinthian church. And they have some matters of argument. And that they even brought in, uh, it become legal issues. And Paul says that you must look, you must seek for the wise counsel from the church. And uh, what is important is that you must be willing to be taught. First Corinthians chapter six verse seven. So over here, Paul, he was rebuking the Corinthian church. That brother goes to law against brother, and that is done before unbelievers. And so Paul says that this is already an art of failure. So over here, Paul, he encouraged that, why don't you rather accept wrong? Why don't you rather let yourself be defrauded? And that is you're willing to step aside and let go, then there will be a turning point. So if you do not give in, and that you insist your, your reason to the end, then um, it will not be resolved at all. So for all of us Christians who believe in the Lord, we must rely upon the Lord to resolve our issues in life. And also, husband and wife, you need to keep your purity. And may God bless us and give us peace. Let's sing hymn 297.